0: Hello, and welcome to Think Differently with Jenny, and I'm Jenny Laughlin-Stevenson, your host. Thanks for spending some time with me. And today is Wellness Wednesday, and I want to speak with you, have a conversation, engage some thinking about processed food and our health. So first, let me read to you what the USDA says processed food is. So let's define it. Processed food is defined as any raw agricultural commodity that has been subject to washing, cleaning, milling, cutting, chopping, heating, pasteurizing, blanching, cooking, canning, freezing, drying, dehydrating, mixing, packaging, and other uh, procedures that alter the food from its natural state. So in that aspect, if I stop the definition there, there's more to read. Like, that's what we do when we prepare our food, right? So, um, we hear processed food is bad for us and we need to define it and we need to understand it. So depending on what you're doing to it really changes it. But here's where we really get into the nuts and bolts. So I'll finish that definition. This may include the addition of other ingredients to the food, such as preservatives, flavors, nutrients, or other food additives or substances approved for the use in the food products, such as salt, sugars, and fats. So they define most of the time when we engage in food preparation and cook, we are acting as the food processes ourselves. But let's go back to this word preservatives, flavors, or other ingredients. That's where the problem lies. What are we doing to this food or what are the manufacturers doing to this food in order for it to preserve and the the shelf life of it. Their goal is long shelf life for maximum income. The goal really isn't long shelf life for best health. So we really need to look at what are the motives. Of course, excuse me, they're not going out to just poison us per se. I'm being dramatic. But if you also think of it, there's big medicine in sick people. So we need to question everything. We need to really look into what we're putting in our mouth and what are these preservatives. So interesting fact, when we look at the USDA, the the, the food, you know, where they look at what's appropriate for consumption, so on and so forth. Let's talk about coffee for a minute coffee standards for importation has the lowest percentage of mold content. So what I mean is, America, the United States, will take, well, I guess I said that backwards, so let me strike that, sorry. America will take very high amounts of mold in our coffee, opposed to other countries. So when they reject them from other countries, they send it to America and America takes it, goes on our shelves, goes in the stores and we consume it. Well, with that amount of high mold that we might consume in our coffee can really lead to a lot of ailments. Um, So go ahead and look this up yourself. Look up mold, coffee, like here's some search engine terms um, and ailments. Uh, there was a story of a gentleman that had severe headaches linked to his coffee, and, but it was the mold in his coffee. And that's where the discovery for him was America will accept very high levels of mold in their coffee uh, when, they're, when it's getting uh, imported here to us. So it really makes you think about other things as well. what are those standards? And what are they defining for health purposes for consumption? (laughs) It goes beyond just reading the label. So when we're looking at our diet, we want to stay away from heavily processed foods. We should avoid them whenever possible. Where might you find heavily processed food? Fast food, right? Um, Those long shelf lives. I mean, there's so many twists and turns. It is so easy to get lost in this. So what are some minimally processed foods? For example, low-fat milk, whole grain wheat bread, um, pre-cut vegetables, fresh cut greens are all considered processed foods, yet all are a part of a healthy diet. So how does that make sense? So they want to call that minimally processed, but yet They're highly processed because they've been altered. So looking at the alterations, if I have a carrot and I cut it, that's altering it, that's processing it. If I have a carrot and I cut it and I add preservatives to it and I add all kinds of different flavoring and artificial this or that, now that's a heavily processed food disguised in something that's supposed to be good for you. Does that make sense? I sure hope it does. So really looking at what minimal processed food looks like, what heavy processed food looks like, where it's at and what's done with it. So look at your food and say, okay, how much alterations has it been done? I took it from the garden, I cut it up and I put it in my meal. Well, that would be very minimal. If I took it from my garden and I cut it up and I added in all kinds of preservatives to sustain that, um, shelf life of that food, depending on what I put in that, if it was natural or more unnatural uh, items or processing chemicals to preserve it, okay, then is that something I want to eat? Canned fruit is another example. Packed in water, natural fruit juice, or did they add substance to it to keep that shelf life longer. So I keep saying a longer shelf life. So that should really like trigger something in you. If I have something that will keep on the shelf for the long, for a very long time, how much of that should I really be eating or within my daily diet? So if you kind of think, let's think of the grocery store for a minute. If you, the most of them are designed the same way. So when you walk in, you have like if we looked at it as a square and the outer box of the grocery store is where the fresh things are, we have all of our fruits and vegetables. Then you go back to the meat department. Um, They have some things that are packaged, but if there's a, like a meat department where they're chopping it up and cutting it and giving that to you right there, um, that would be more minimally processed other than they took it, cut it and not adding things to it. Um, and it's just sitting there kind of in its raw cut form. And then you're in the, the meat department. I mean, so the, leaving the meat department and then you go to the freezer section, where some things might just be cut as a minimal processed and then frozen for you then to take. So that's kind of like the area of the grocery shopping that I do. Um, when I'm there. I, however, eat a plant-based diet. So I don't eat meat. Now I know some of you know I raise cattle. Uh, I used to eat a lot of meat. This was a decision I just made for myself. So let me dig into why I made that decision and what processed food had to do with it. And then I'm going to bring up a study on heavy processed food changing our brain wiring, which is just fascinating. So as I started to think about food, my body, thinking food as medicine, and really making sure that I was fueling my machine, my machine being my body, what am I putting into it? Because I know I wouldn't go to the gas station and intentionally put bad gas in my vehicle. That's just going to give me a headache. It's going to cost me some money, and I don't have time for that. But we will put bad gas in our body constantly right? And the source of bad food, unhealthy food, junk food. And that's what we're fueling our machine with. And so like, why? Why are we doing this? We have our comfort food. We have this instant gratification uh, with the food that can really change those neurotransmitters in our brain um, for a reward system. So this study that I did post uh, on the social media page was one where this the person that they were doing this study on, it was an investigative reporter, ate nothing but fast food, like junk food, very heavily processed food for for a month. So they did a scan of his brain before when he was eating a pretty decent diet. And then afterwards, after he did nothing but fast food, high preservatives, <laughs> junk food for a month. And they looked at his his brain. And so what they found was that there was new connections made within the synapses of his brain opposed to before he started that diet. You're like, oh, great. Like it made new connections. That's got to be wonderful. Well, not necessarily. The brain is amazing in what it can do. But this is what happened. His brain then looked like an addict's brain when they've examined those. So uh, when we talk about self-regulation, you know, if you're addicted to that candy bar, which I might have been guilty at one time or another in my life, um, or that soda or that McDonald's french fries or whatever fast food, insert whatever your unhealthy eating habit is. In the blink, right? So it changed the reward center to this instant gratification, and I need it, and I crave it, and I want it. Uh, you know, sugar is so addicting, and in America we put so much sugar in absolutely everything. So overseas, there there's like healthier regulations in the amount of sugars and things that can be put in, but not in America. So, really dig in. I don't want to put ideas in your mind. I just want to put thought thought-provoking things in your mind where you'll be like, let me research this for myself. You do not have to take my word for it. Some of this you might already know and you're able to add or you're like, girl, I know and and you're, you're trying to talk to me as you're listening. So feel free to message out, message me um, to have a more in-depth conversation or if there's something you want me to answer specifically uh, on the next episode of Wellness Wednesday. But really think about the amount of sugar and how addictive that is. Right. When I've shared before me quitting diet soda, I was like, thank goodness. I've never dabbled in inappropriate drugs because like I could barely get off soda. So I don't know how I would do it when I hear the stories uh, and have family members that have experienced that addiction and seeing how hard it is to stop it because your brain changed its wiring to crave that substance. So when I went to this plant-based diet, I did tons of research, but really, and go ahead and laugh at me, it was really this intuition I had that I needed to stop eating meat. Now, I absolutely loved eating meat. We raised cattle right? Uh, I would have meat at every meal. And we pretty much did. And I loved it. And I for sorry, the pun, I went cold turkey. I just after some thinking, and just listening to my body, I was like, you just need to stop eating meat. I just simply stopped eating meat. Um, That night, I said, I was done. And then that next day, I never craved it again. Um, But a lot of research and mindset went into the preparation of that moment happening. And I haven't, let's see, in May, it'll be two years. So I haven't had meat and I haven't missed it. I still cook it for the family. Um, They do eat a lot of my vegetarian vegan meals, but they also... Uh, I really like it, but they still eat meat. So I'm not going to push that on them. But I don't even have a taste or be like, oh, that looks so good. I want to have it. it. It's it's just done with me. So there is a documentary on Netflix called The Game Changer. And it's really thought provoking on the food that we eat, our high cholesterol, our high blood pressure, uh, and what we're putting in our body and what we're feeding the machine and how we we don't need it. So like we still need protein. And everyone, we are so focused on protein in this country. And yes, we need protein, but meat is the only place. Actually, the protein you get from meat is a secondary protein. So get it from the source. What are the cattle eating? They're eating the grass, right? So they're getting protein from that. Do you see, like, my bull is a couple thousand pounds. He is humongous, and he only... (laughs) eats grass right we don't feed them corn here like corn to them is like crack right it's like i want it to change that reward it good and then they get sick because they're not supposed to have it their body isn't designed for it and then they get antibiotics and then they give them steroids to make them big fast because i'll make more money like that is not how we raise our cattle or ever have raised our cattle um so it takes us a little bit longer and they're not as big as some of the market cattle that's out there but thinking about what did that those that that eat me and that was me not too long ago what was fed to that animal that I am now going to eat because it's going to affect you there are studies that back this up that the hormones placed in the meat that we eat have caused uh, adolescent girls to start their period sooner Because they are getting that secondary hormones that were placed in that animal for them to get big and fat and make the money faster. Sorry about that. So really think about what you're putting in there. What kind of process things are in there? What does that do to my body? And be mindful of it because food is medicine. There are so many things in the food that we're supposed to be eating that our body needs to maintain its machine. We are so focused on illness and sickness because of this and many other factors. I know there's some genetic factors in there, so on and so forth. But if we looked at food as medicine, and we looked at taking our body, care of our body in that way, instead of just going and getting a pill for this or that, and having sick days, I want to have wellness days. I don't want to take off work because I'm sick and miserable. I want to take off work because I feel great and I have something I want to do and explore. So just... I hope I triggered something within you to really think and look at your diet, write things down. What am I eating? How am I feeling? Change it up and see if it does anything. Now, this is going to take some time and dedication to explore, um, but we'll continue talking about this and go watch that Netflix series. I really want to hear what you think about it. It's called The Game Changer. And uh, I had the whole family watch it and the guys, my husband was like, Oh, God, what are we watching? It starts with an MMA fighter. um, And so you see that fight going on. And so then they're like, Okay, this might not be that bad. So it is really a good watch. uh, When you're looking at it, and they're comparing so many things and educating you on uh, on what to eat and how things impact you. So again, I don't want to push anything on you other than thought provoking ideas of what are you putting in your mouth? And how is this going to affect me? So I will leave it at that for now. uh, And go ahead and look up those studies, look at preservatives and really understand what they are. And I'll try to find a nutritionalist a natural nutritionalist, um, to join us to really dig in and ask some more questions so you can hear from uh, a very skilled professional in that area as well. So you take care, be healthy, get some sunshine on your face, uh, and put out positive energy in the world, and you'll receive it back. Take care. Bye.